Welcome to the Volatile Podcast. This week, my guest is KJ Keller. We had a great conversation. I'm sure that you will enjoy it. Thank you for listening. And if you don't mind, please rate and review. Um, anything will help, preferably five stars if you can. But I'll appreciate anything. Thank you. Today, I have uh, KJ Keller. How are you doing? Hi, I'm great. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Good. So uh, you, you're a uh, Charlotte native? Yes, I am. I'm just north of Charlotte in Concord, North Carolina. Uh, how is it out there? Um, you know what? I um, I wasn't born there. I was born in Indiana and I moved to Charlotte about six years ago. And I just absolutely fell in love with the place. I love the people. I think it's a beautiful area to live. I, I don't know. I don't see myself living anywhere else, really. I, I love visiting other places, but it's a great place to call home. It, it's really nice. Yeah, I've only ever heard really good things about Charlotte. Yeah, it's, it's really growing pretty fast. And it's becoming more and more diverse, which I absolutely love. And we're getting, like, all kinds of good food. You know, obviously, like... The South is known for its Southern cooking and, and barbecue and stuff like that. But we're getting all of these great new restaurants and everything. It's just the city is exploding. I'm just so happy to be there for it. Um, yeah, I, I absolutely love Charlotte. It's, it's wonderful. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I actually have one friend that lives there and another that's about to move there. And I've only I've heard it's a really, uh, really fun town. Yeah, they'll, they'll be so welcoming. Tell your friend to come say hi. It's gorgeous. There's like, it's kind of, to me, um, like the perfect place. I could have lived anywhere. Um, I think the obvious choice would be for someone like me to maybe go to Nashville or, or go to LA or something like that. And I love working there. And I love, um, I have a great time in those cities. But for me, it's like, I can be three hours from the ocean or three hours from the mountains. And it's just a super inspiring area. It just, it felt homey. Like the, the people are very down to earth and grounded. So I'm, I'm very, I'm happy there. I don't see myself going anywhere else. That actually kind of leads to uh, my next question. So um, uh, in what way does it inspire you? You know, I'm a very, I'm one of those people who likes to tell stories in my songs. And I rely a lot on um, my surroundings and how they make me feel, especially how the weather and things sometimes affect my moods and things like that. Um, I actually wrote a song called Carolina. So it was inspired by my move from Indiana to North Carolina. That song's gonna come out, I think in probably just like a couple months. I'm trying to release a song about every six weeks. So I've got one more coming out before then, but. It's just, um, it's easy to, it's very accessible and you feel safe walking around and the people are so warm and inviting that it kind of encourages you to be creative and their outgoing attitudes kind of inspire you to use their stories and their, their, their experiences to write. So I found that both my surroundings and the people and just like the culture of the South has become part of my music really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, uh, I, I live in the South also, and uh, I can definitely tell you that uh, anyone who moves uh, to the South, they kind of 
uh, take up a lot of Southern traits. So. Yes, where are you from? Uh, I am in Valdosta, Georgia. Oh wow, that's so cool! I could I could hear a little bit in your in your voice, but <laughs> not like a huge Southern accent or anything. Just a little flavor. Yeah, my accent's uh, pretty mild compared to a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, I can hardly tell. Only in some of the words that you're saying to me right now, it's nice. I like that. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's funny because uh, uh, one of my coworkers, he uh, his accent reminds me of that movie Sling, uh, Sling Blade. Oh my gosh, really? Yeah. That's thick. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I would love to hear that. That's amazing. Yeah, it, <laughs> it's, it's, it's always funny to me just because my accent is, is so mild compared to, um, compared to his. Yeah, it's funny. You never know what you're going to get. And like in, in Charlotte, it's such a hybrid and melting pot of people that you've got New Yorkers and Californians and stuff mixing in with, you know, the deep south people so the accents you hear are just you absolutely don't know who you're going to run into and where they're from and their what their story is which is part of its charm for me so yeah so um i see that last year you uh you had a performance at uh, Lollapalooza. i did yeah um so this was crazy um basically <laughs> I, I was writing music um, through 2019 and finally decided to self-release it in 2020, you know, like everyone's worst year ever. Um, I released five songs right as the pandemic hit and I did it by myself and I was like, well, no one's going to hear this. You know, I can't perform in front of anybody because everything got shut down. Um, it was really difficult to network and market my music because it was just me sitting at home. You know, it kind of, the virus kind of shut down everything um, and all my travel and everything got stopped. But I managed to meet um, a booking agent named Andrew Lieber. And Andrew came across my page one day and heard my songs and was like, hey, I think you've got something here. I still, I see, I see something great in you and helped motivate me and get me working on my social media and everything. And basically um, was the one who booked me at the virtual Lollapalooza festival. And so it was my first performance doing my new songs. I had no band or anything. It was just a setup in my basement, but I get to say I performed Lollapalooza, which is a once in a lifetime opportunity. And a lot of great musicians won't ever get to say that. It was an absolute honor and I would die to do the, to do it again. Um, I'm just, I'm just really hoping for another opportunity like that because it's incredible. The feedback you get is amazing. I amazing experience. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's one of the festivals that, um, that I've wanted to go to forever. Uh, uh, there's, there tends to be like a lot of variety, uh, and that's, that's kind of what I'm into. I listen to like pretty much everything. Uh, uh, other than Lollapalooza, are there any other festivals that you think you'd like to play? Oh my gosh. I mean, I my music is more toward the Americana country pop, right? So I could see myself doing some of the country festivals. Um, I could see myself, I, I, I mean, I would love to play anything with Brandy Carlisle or Willie Nelson as well. I think that would be amazing. 
Um, my dream is to go on the road. So if it's a festival or if I'm just, you know, touring and hitting small gigs everywhere, I, I just want to get out there more. I'm, this is, this has been really difficult to have this music that I'm so excited about. And I've started to get really, really great feedback from people in my DMS and, and on my TikTok and social and everything. I just want to get in front of them. So I I'd like ideally to just absolutely hit every state in the U S at some point. I'm just trying to work my way up to that point. That's, that's the opportunity I'm really looking for. Uh, have, have you already started possibly working on some, uh, some live shows uh, in the future? Not yet. It's funny because I don't know how to play guitar, right? So like I, I can play maybe like three or four chords. Other than that, I have to find a guitar player to help me out. So right now my band is basically me and one guitar player. As soon as this virus, you know, like I think everything's pretty much opening up right now, but I've got to assemble a team and hopefully start playing. You know, I, I guess my first step is to just start playing some gigs around Charlotte, but I haven't really, this is my first time releasing music in this area. So it'll be interesting to see how I'm able to pick up shows around here and then hopefully start, start touring a little bit regionally and then hopefully get across the whole country. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, there's, there's going to be a lot of places that, uh, that you'll be able to play at, uh, like down where I'm at, in, uh, South Georgia. Uh, yeah. Uh, things are pretty open and they've been pretty open for months. So yeah. So we've had a few uh, musicians, but like no one big come through this area, but. Um, yeah, that's kind of how ours is too. We're seeing, we're seeing some like um, some regional acts start getting on the road again, which is great. And then I think we're getting some of the big concerts back this summer. So fingers crossed, this is the end of it. And, and everything kind of, you know, comes back to a new normal in terms of <laughs> who can attend concerts and how, you know, the capacity and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I, I, I keep wondering how this is all going to go. Uh, like, uh, there's there's one uh, festival that I usually cover every year. It's a it's a metal uh, festival. It's called uh, Welcome to Rockville. It's uh, normally in Jacksonville, but it's going to be in Daytona this year. And it's it's usually like around mm -hmm. this time of the year, but they pushed it all the way to uh, to November. And uh, it's got a pretty awesome. Oh wow! But um, I'm I'm still not really sure if it's going to happen or not. So, but I mean, yeah, yeah. You, you should check out the lineup. It's it's crazy. It's really good. I actually love metal music too. I <laughs> when I was in college, I, I actually dropped out of college and joined a heavy rock band, and so I was <laughs> I was fully immersed in metal and new metal and alternative and all that stuff for like a number of years. So mm -hmm. I I love absolutely everything. I'm there not just for the music, for the experience, for the people, for the you know, for the atmosphere in general. I Oh my gosh, that sounds so much fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. it, it, that's kind of funny because like uh, other than like one festival, all the festivals I've been to have been metal festivals. I used to go to, uh, it was called Mayhem up in Atlanta. And that, yeah. was, that was a lot of fun in the last, uh, I guess maybe four or five years. Um, I've been covering Rockville down in uh, Jack, uh, Jacksonville. And uh, yep. the... The other festival that uh, I went to is uh, um, in Live Oak, Florida. There's a place called Spirit of the Swanee. Yeah. And a lot of really, really good artists uh, go down there. There's tons of festivals all year, all year long. 
and uh, I went to the uh, country music festival they had. And uh, that, that was a lot of fun. It, it, it was interesting to me to, to see, um, you know, how the cultures of yeah. the country festival versus a rock and metal festival uh, were alike and different. Yeah, just, you know, one with has more cowboy boots and the other one has more, you know, head to toe black. You know? <laughs> like, it's it's funny because I, I see myself in both areas. I think a lot of people are like that, where our musical tastes are so diverse, but it really is a different energy at each one. And I think that's why it's so fun to go to those and just be fully immersed in something that's, you know, maybe not your normal just for a day and enjoy it and be surrounded by other like-minded people. But I have a great time at those, the rock shows. I love that energy so much. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, that, that, that is to me that probably the, the biggest difference is uh, I, I noticed that like at the uh, country music festival, most, most people are just kind of like standing listening or, uh, or mm -hmm. the amphitheater area, like uh, sitting and listening. And, uh, but like at the metal festivals, like people like really, really get into it. Oh, the mosh pits. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I remember I was at, um, I was at X-Fest. Um, oh gosh, this was when I was maybe like 19 or 20 years old and X-Fest was our, our Indianapolis's biggest rock station at the time. And they had their festival, you know, and it's like, I can't remember who was on it. Maybe it was like corn or, you know, someone like that or something, um, disturbed and of those bands and <laughs> I saw a guy come out of the mosh pit and his bone was sticking through his skin oh. out of his leg and two mm -hmm. guys were holding him up on either side carrying him out of the mosh pit and he was begging them to let him go back into it I was like oh my god these people are nuts mm. and then yeah you have the country crowd is just like sitting you know and, and just bobbing their head and enjoying the music having a beer or whatever and I totally, there's a time and a place for both of those things, you know? Yeah. Uh, probably the worst thing I've seen happen at a festival was uh, a guy, he went, uh, he, he jumped up on stage. And in the, yeah. process, uh -oh. in the process of trying to do that, um, went up falling about like six foot and like landed on a asphalt. <gasps> oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. So, oh my gosh. Yeah, and uh, they, uh, they actually had, like paramedics uh, on standby, so they got a little uh, uh, emergency vehicle over there to pick them up and take care of them. Uh, I think he wound up in the hospital for like a week or two. Um, wow. Don't, don't know what came of it, but I, I know he's hurt. He was hurt really bad. Wow. Oh my gosh, that's awful. And, you know, they, they do, they have to have those people on standby. And I'm sure that's not the first nor the last time they'll ever see that happen. But, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Uh, don't jump on stage, people. <laughs> yeah. Not a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> oh, come on. Yeah. Uh, uh, it Like, the way he went about it was, it was all wrong. Like. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, totally. Something I, went I, wrong. <laughs> yeah. I, I, like, I was fairly close to the stage. So I saw part of it happen. Oh, uh, but uh, yeah, it, it, it was rough. I felt bad for the guy. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. uh, so um, you, you've worked with uh, Jimmy McGorman. Yeah. Yeah. Jimmy is my um, producer and co-writer co on all of my songs. So Jimmy is way out in L.A. 
he's played with, he's, he was on the road with the Goo Goo Dolls, um, touring with them regularly until COVID. And they've had to delay their um, tour, I think twice now because of it. But um, he's also worked with like Avril Lavigne, Christina Aguilera, Shakira, you know, like super, super talented, big name artists. And I kind of came across him in a really bizarre way where the stars had to align. There was like divine intervention or something. And like all of these people um, kind of helped me get to him. It was, it was a really, really strange thing that happened. And once I got connected with Jimmy, I said, hey, Jimmy, um, I'm a singer. I cannot play guitar, but I've, I've got all of these lyrics in my phone and I'm kind of singing a melody to them. Can I bring them to you and we can work together and see if there's something here? And he was like a little, you know, okay, this sounds, this sounds interesting. You know, this girl has no, you know, instrumental talent on these at all. So I bring out my phone, I fly up to LA and um, I sit down with Jimmy and I just start singing what I've written. And something clicked between us. And we wrote the first time we worked together, we wrote eight songs in four days. Um, I recorded five of them at that time, the first time I met him. And then I went back for a second trip and recorded another four. So like, I've got basically a full length album worth of songs here that are all just wonderfully written. The guy is incredible. Um, we worked out of his home studio and that's kind of where I prefer to work. I don't really need to go into a massive studio space where all these big names have worked. It's almost kind of intimidating for me <laughs> mm -hmm. to do that. So we, we just worked out of his house and had a great time doing it. So um, I actually have a couple more songs that I, I wrote with him that I'd like to record as soon as I get more of my um, original stuff out there. Yeah, I, I bet. I mean, uh, you know, with him having worked with, uh, you, you know, all of those big names, I, I, I can't imagine, you know, the experience of working with that guy. It, it yeah, it's it's almost, you know, at the beginning, I hadn't done music for a while. Um, and this, the way I got back into it was I, I simply just went to bed one night and I started getting lyrics and ideas in my head. And I woke up and I was like, I think I'm supposed to write these down so I don't lose the ideas, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and I just started writing again. And the thought of working with someone like Jimmy, when I was so amateur with you know, or what I thought was basic lyrics and basic ideas, it was terrifying at first, you know, exciting, but also like, I, I was almost embarrassed to sing in front of him the first time, because I was like, what if this is awful and no one has told me it's awful. You have that, you have that moment, you know, where you question your, your worth as a songwriter, but he embraced me immediately and we, we just rolled after that. Um, he's actually the only person I've ever written with before. So for it to just come out so organically, so easily, it was nice. Cause I don't think it should be forced. I don't think any of these stories I'm writing should be forced. They're all about myself and my personal life. So it should be easy to talk about. Right. So yeah, I got lucky with him. I got really lucky with Jimmy. Yeah, I can imagine so. And uh, I see that you also worked with uh, Sam Hollander. Uh, uh, yes. Yep. Oh, that was crazy too. Um, so I'll tell you. So Sam is an incredible songwriter. I didn't know his name though until one day I was working in my house. I'm I'm just cleaning or doing something. I always have music on in the background when I'm doing anything. 
And I hear this song and it was um, a song he wrote with James T.W. And it was called When You Love Someone. And it's actually a song about divorce. But the way this these men told the story so beautifully and made it so relatable to anyone actually who's been in a relationship that's been difficult. It made me it like it stopped me in my tracks. I had to stop what I was doing. I had to look up the song and not just the performer, but I wanted to know who wrote it because that's kind of like the first thing I do is when I hear great lyrics, I'm like, who who's the, the genius behind this? You know, who who came up with that? And it was Sam Hollander. So I I wrote him on Instagram. That guy is the biggest cheerleader, best motivator I could ask for. He is just constantly wanting other people to succeed, even if it doesn't benefit him, him at all. You know, like he just wants to see other people doing really, really well. And I was able to go out with, you know, I had drinks with him one time. I met him in a studio another time and we just talked for hours. The guy is just insanely personable and approachable. It was such a pleasant surprise. I don't know what I was expecting, but he's so much more than what I, whatever I had in my head. Um, but I, I think the world of Sam and I consult him on, um, like several times a week just to let him know what I'm doing. And Hey, do you think this is a good idea? I don't know. He's, he's kind of like my, my sensei, you know, he's my, he's my motivator, my cheerleader. Well, it's, always good to have someone like that in, in, in your life and I, mm-hmm. I think you've been incredibly lucky to to work with uh Jimmy and uh, Sam I mean they, they both sound like they are fantastic at what they do yeah I don't know how this happened uh, other than you know like um this isn't this isn't my first attempt or my first time um trying to make it in music you know this has been quite a process of self-discovery and working through different um, types of songwriting styles, working through different genres, even, you know, obviously rock to where I am now was an evolution for me, although I still appreciate rock. Absolutely. Um, but for me to get so lucky to have two people who were just so open and receptive to my ideas was the the best thing that could have ever happened to me, you know, like they, they eased all of my fears immediately and gave me confidence And I feel like now I'm, you know, I'd like to write with more people. I'd like to write for other artists at some point. I would love to have someone else singing my songs. And it's all because of people like them who just absolutely approached me with open arms and and have helped guide me. Hmm. Yeah, I I mean, you you should probably continue uh, working with it. I I mean, I I can only uh, only see that those relationships just help you, you know, grow, you know, as an artist and in a way you kind of have a leg up on some people already just, just because of uh, the, the talent that you're working with. Right. Yeah. When you, when you're able to get in a room with those people that just have raw talent, just oozing out of their pores, it can do nothing but make you better. You know, like I, I want to work with people who motivate me to be, to be my best. I want to surround myself with the best people so that I can reach my full potential too. And I think these guys are gonna be friends for life because of what we've been through, but also because they kind of remain in my, in, in my current interest too. You know, it's not like Jimmy was like, hey, we wrote some songs, bye, good luck with everything. I still talk to Jimmy all the time and he's congratulations on the release, congratulations, when's the next one coming out? And he just wants to know everything good that's happening. So. 
um, those people are friends, but they're also invaluable to have in this industry where it can be rough and you can be with maybe the wrong people sometimes or people who have ulterior motives. These, these people that I met do not. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that's fantastic. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, thank you. Yeah. You can't, you, you really couldn't ask for anything better than that. Awesome. No. Yeah. They're wonderful. Uh, so I was looking at your, uh, your Spotify and, uh, mm-hmm. so a couple of your tracks, uh, uh, I choose you and, uh, everything. Um, I listen to both of them. Both of them are, mm-hmm. are, are really good. Uh, the, everything lyric video is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, so, so tell me about the, uh, I choose you song. So did you say I choose you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this song, um, this is one of those songs that I kind of didn't mean to write. <laughs> um, this song to me, I heard the first line in my sleep. And um, it's, I think back when we were new, before life jaded me and hardened you. And in my head, when I heard those lyrics, that line, I thought, this is a breakup song. This is a song about falling out of love. But then I brought it to Jimmy and Jimmy had a different spin on it, which is why it's so great to collaborate with other people. And it's so great to have another person in the room with, with fresh ears and fresh eyes on a situation. And he thought, well, what if it's not a falling out of love song? It's an enduring, it's an enduring difficult times, that kind of love song. What if it's not just like one of those fairy tale things where you fell in love at first sight and everything is perfect until the very end. What if it's that? And I was like, well, that's, that is powerful because I think people, especially right now need to hear that. We've been in quarantine for, you know, a year. We've been stuck in the same house as people. Maybe it's drawn some people closer together, but for others, it might've been the most difficult time in their relationships. And maybe this is something people could use right now. So that's, that's the direction we took it in. And it became this sweet, delicate love song that's not necessarily sweet and delicate when you really think about it, the story it's telling. So yeah, I, I love it. I love the song. I hope a lot of people can relate to it and use it in their own lives, in their own relationships. Oh yeah. And, you know, and just from listening to it, uh, it was put together very well. I mean, I, I could tell whoever your producer was, was really good. Mm-hmm. That, that was before I looked into, you know, who the producer was. But, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. So that was Jimmy and, um, we kind of sat down before the production happened and tried to dissect who I am and what I want to do, not just now, but for the rest of my life. And I, I told him, I want to be timeless. I want to be doing this forever. This is what I believe I was put on this earth to do is tell stories and and give them to everyone else to give them to the world. And my way of doing that is in an acoustic organic sounding storytelling mood you know it's it's something simple something I'll be able to sing for the rest of my life well you know (laughs) and and go on the road and perform it hundreds and hundreds of times so that's that's what we came up with and I love its simplicity it's it's definitely my personality this is very much so me and my heart well that's good I I mean I I think people tend to kind of latch on to like when people are just being their true selves. So, so it's, it's, yeah, it's there's exactly. It's, it's like, I'm the only one, I'm the only me on this earth. So 
if I, if I have something to offer, I want to stay as true to myself as possible because my stories are unique, but maybe other people need to hear that someone else was going through the same thing. You know, like if I don't tell my stories, then how am I going to help anyone else heal? And music is therapy, right? So um, I have no choice but to tell my own personal stories through this music. Yeah, and, and you should. I mean, like what you put out so far has been fantastic. And uh, I have a feeling that the the rest of the songs that you're planning on uh, releasing this, uh, this year are going to be uh, just as good. Thank you so much. I, I mean, that's the direction we're trying to go in. I want to build each song that I release. I want to try to just engage with more people and expose more people to the music. Hopefully they'll come along for the ride. Um, you know, sometimes it's, I, I'm hoping they'll want to support a, a new artist who's hungry. You know, this is, I am, I'm working hard over here and I've got a lot to say. So I'm just, I'm very grateful for the people that have been streaming me. Um, I've had uh, like a lot of streams. Everything is doing incredibly well, especially as an unsigned new artist. You know, I'm, I'm so grateful for that. And the responses I'm getting from um, I Choose You have been amazing. I'm seeing people tell me about their own relationships. I'm seeing people tell their significant other or boyfriend or girlfriend or whoever, you know, they're saying, oh, now we say to each other, I choose you, you know, like this is something intentional that they're telling each other that's making their lives maybe just a little bit better, you know? So I'm just, I'm hoping the next song does that and the one after that and my career follows, you know, that's, that's what I want to be known for. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, it sounds like a, a great way to to uh, to work honestly yeah and um so i i've noticed that uh that you're on uh very social media uh <laughs> yeah platforms. and uh i pulled up your uh your tiktok and, and oh, no. with the uh with the tesla was pretty funny oh gosh yeah <laughs> that's a, the dumbest features on that car have you ever been in one i've sat in one but i've never like been one Oh, you need to, yeah, you need to mess around in that car next time you're in one. So like, um, this car, I don't know, I don't know why, but yeah, it has this option where you can make, um, like farting sounds happen from different seats in the car. And I don't know when that would ever be necessary, but I'm so glad it's there. And then it also has farting turn signals. <laughs> so every time you turn the turn signal, it'll like, it'll give you some juicy ones. It'll give you the short, small farts. Like it's, it's really, it's crazy. And he's also got like games on there. And mm -hmm. then there's romance mode. There's like a doggy, um, a dog mode so that you can have other people, you know, who are walking by your car. If your dog's in your car, they can see that you've got your air conditioning on and that the dog is okay. So like the car stays on, you know, it just, it comes up on the screen for you. So it, it, this car has the craziest features, but that one in particular, I was like, I need to share this with anyone who's unaware because it's amazing. Yeah. Well, I mean, Teslas are just fantastic vehicles to begin with. Um, yeah. What, what, uh, what drew you to, to get a Tesla? Uh, you know, <laughs> I'm not really sure what it was that made me choose a Tesla over something else. Like I, I'm certainly drawn to do anything I can do to help the environment. Um, and the charging stations are becoming, um, you know, more visible. They're, they're popping up more often now. So I think, I think the availability of them and um, I mean, I just, I got a good deal on that one. So I couldn't say no, but 
the, the car is great. Honestly, it just, you just go on road trips and you do have to remember that you have to sit and charge it, at, you know, a little bit more frequently, but kind of worth it. I think, I think the payoff is, is well worth that. And I don't know. I think it's a sexy car. It's a, it has those Falcon doors, you know? Yeah. Those Falcon doors are pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I've actually, uh, I've been like looking into, uh, electric vehicles, like, um, the uh, one of the things that's kind of stopped me from getting one is, is I've always been more of a uh, truck or uh, SUV driver. Yes. And um, uh, you know the the one you have is is uh, is one of the uh, SUV models, but to me it looks uh, a little too much like a car for me. Yeah. And um, I don't know what to think about that uh, the, the Cybertruck that Tesla's coming out with. To me, it looks sort of like a DeLorean. Oh, it, see, but I love DeLoreans. That's mm -hmm. like my dream car. If anyone mm -hmm. listening has a DeLorean they want to sell me, please let me know. I would happily take it. Um, I, I will probably love the Cybertruck. I haven't looked at it. Um, I've heard about it coming out. I know there's like a wait list already, like you had to sign up for it or something. Um, but if it looks like a DeLorean, that's fantastic news for me and I want to get one. Yeah, well, I, I mean, it does have a lot of really cool features, and um, some features are just kind of like, do you really need that? Like, uh, it's basically it, a bulletproof vehicle. So. Oh wow! Okay, yeah, I don't know if uh, if I'm doing anything that requires me to have that, but that's <laughs> good to know, I guess. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a, it's a cool looking video uh, vehicle, but I, I mean, if anyone owns one they're definitely going to stand out because it's it's unlike anything i've seen on the road right which is a good and a bad thing because <laughs> if you live in a small town and having one of those you know the cops know <laughs> it's not like they're going to confuse you with another car when they pull you over if you're speeding or something so it might be harder to get away with stuff in that thing but <laughs> yeah i love i mean the features are are wild and they, they have like um, card games you can play on there. They have what Cuphead and stuff for for kids. I don't know. They just have a little bit of everything. Yeah. Well, and I, I, I want to say that the the price of the Cybertruck is actually uh, going to be uh, affordable to you know people who are already in the truck market anyway. So, oh, hey. Well, maybe that's you. Yeah, maybe. Um, the, yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, the, the one that's going to pique my interest right now is uh, Ford announced the um, the F-150 Lightning, which is going to be their electric truck. Oh, wow. And um, it's pretty solid. I, I mean, uh, I've, always, I've always liked uh, Ford trucks anyway. And it, yeah. So I, I'm, I, I definitely say it's, it's something that people should look into. Um, it's kind of the same uh, the same way as far as like how much it costs. I think it actually might be a little cheaper than the. Uh, uh, than oh, the Tesla. so Tesla's going to have some stiff competition then. I wonder if they're going to mm -hmm. have to have their own charging stations then. Like they can't use Teslas, so then um, they'll have to have a Ford and Tesla charging station. I don't know. Uh, more than likely, they, they'll probably uh, use the um, the uh, like the typical charging stations because. You know, like if you have a Tesla, you can go to like one of their superchargers and charge your car pretty quickly. And then um, if one of those are not around, you can go to, you, you know, like third parties. Um, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah so, that makes sense. Yeah. So it'd probably be something like that, but I don't think it would be, I 
don't know of like adapters that people could use, let's say on, you know, a Ford or whoever's electric car and plug it into like a Tesla. I think those only just work with Teslas. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, there's, uh, they're going to have some pretty stiff competition. Uh, there's like two other electric car companies that are coming out with electric trucks. The, I think the Rivian is, um, probably going to be their biggest competitor. Uh, well, well, I, I take the back. Ford is probably going to be their biggest competitor, and then Rivian. But yeah, it's. I, I just think I think that's the way we're headed, and I think as they become affordable for everybody, and we start seeing those charging stations, so people know that it's you know it's going to be reliable that they'll make it to the next one, and they won't they won't have their car die on them in the middle of a, a trip or something. Um, I, I think they're great. Um, I still like driving other cars too. It's not like I'm only going to drive electric from now on, but I think, I think it's pretty cool that we're headed that way. And I mean, it can only benefit the earth. So I'm all for it. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, the, the way I kind of look at it right now is, uh, is ultimately I want to have like two vehicles. I want to have a fully electric vehicle and then, uh, uh, Jeep is coming out with their, uh, there is more or less a hybrid uh, Wrangler mm -hmm. and uh, which it can drive, I think in full electric. Uh, oh, wow. Um, so, so it can do either. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so it's, okay. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. yeah so, um, so I, I, to me that that would be optimal to have, you know, let's say like the F-150 or the Cybertruck, you know, fully electric for, you know, like day to day. And then, you know, for the, fun you know getting out off-roading or whatever um yeah having that wrangler i love those cars mm -hmm. yeah you should do that yeah. <laughs> so uh let's see here well uh we're pretty close to time so um did you have anything else that you want to bring up or, or or share your socials or anything you know i just want to let people know that um i i absolutely love hearing from people and i run my own social media so if you find me on TikTok, you find me on Instagram or Twitter, wherever it may be, um, feel free to like write me and tell me what you think of the music. I'd love to see your shares. I, I need them desperately. I am a, a new artist, basically like this, this is uh, me starting from ground zero and I love this support and I love, um, being able to write everyone back. So if you, if you hear my music and you've got something to say, or if you want to tell me a story about how, how it's affected you, hopefully in a good way, please, please, please feel free to write. I will write you back. And I love, I love you all. And that's kind of the only thing I want to say. <laughs> well, well, you sound yeah. like a pretty awesome person. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sure that, that you, you'll definitely will get some uh, pretty good feedback. Thank you so much. I, I'm hoping for it. Thank you. Mm -hmm. All right, well, and uh, if there was anything else, I'll, I'll let you go. No, that was it. I really, thank you so much. It's like talking to a friend. It's, it's <laughs> really nice. I feel like I went through therapy or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's kind of my goal. You know, not to have anything like, uh, like super professional, but but more so like a conversation. To, to, yeah. To, get you, to, to know you as an artist. That's, that's my goal. Yeah, I really, this was really nice. Thank you so much for having me. Mm -hmm. All right, well, thank you. All right. Let me, let me know. Um, when, when are you air? Like, does it, does this show up on your website and everything? Um, I will be, uh, releasing it, uh, 
let's see, I think I have one that I need to post. So uh, it'll probably be like a week from now. Uh, when I'm okay, great. The out. Uh, but I, I'll, I'll let you know when it's out. Wonderful. Mm -hmm. All right. Thank you so much again. All right. Well, thank you. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Bye.